0: Hmm. you know what you're right we got this Hal, you and i have done episodes about star wars we've done episodes about star trek yeah. have we done a wrestling episode i don't know Not if we've ever really. done a wrestling we have a lot
1: like waiting on that sure. like, there are a lot of topics we, we have people lined up yes. yeah but
0: this of all topics seems the most Hal's wheelhouse of the topics <laughs> that we have done. Uh yes. will you please, for the people of the world who do not know your obsession with gorillas, fill the people of the world in on your bona fides
1: on this one. My parents uh my mother's nickname was monkey. She would do a monkey clap where she would do her hands together, the mm-hmm. The back of one hand on the top of the other above, like a monkey, like a monkey clapping. Sure. And then that name got shifted over to me. Mm -hmm. And somewhere around 2000, my parents bought me a stuffed gorilla. Yeah. From Toys R Us, part of the Animal Alley line that just sat in the bedroom at their house, my bedroom at their house, which I was only in for, I would say, like three, four months. Mm -hmm. So it just always sat there. He sat there. He sat there. He sat there. My mother passes away. And when you lose a parent. This has been my experience. Maybe other people do as well. You find things that you attach yourself to Mm -hmm. that make you feel connected to them. And it could be a role you take on within the family. Like, I'm going to become the family storyteller. Or this sweater has become very important to me because it's one that I got from her. So I just, for one trip home, this is in the last, I don't know, 10 years, maybe Mm -hmm. maybe even more recent I threw him in the suitcase. He's right here. This is silver, oh, yeah. the silver gorilla. Hi Silver. It's um, nice to see you. He's waving. Yeah. I brought him home and I just started to get into gorillas. First I started buying more of him. So I mm-hmm. have like, I don't know, ten ten or eleven his size, and then one I thought was his size that is like gigantic. Wait, you thought he was at that size when you like saw him online and bought him and
0: you were like, Yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. same size as all of the other gorilla stuffies that I have. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it said twelve inches, not twelve feet, and it's big. <laughs> and it arrived. This was like early lockdown, and it arrived yeah. like this box shows up at the door of my apartment, and it is huge. And I, I have no idea what this could possibly be. What did I order that's this large? And I open it, and I start to see like a paw and a big head. I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is the wrong size. How great is this? Because I mean, at that point. That gorilla took up half of our home. But yeah. through that, I just started reading more about gorillas. And thanks to TikTok, I watch a lot of gorilla content, even more gorilla sure. content on Instagram. I'm kind of intrigued by just the creatures that they are, how intelligent they are, sure. how rare they've become, thanks to uh, stupid humans. And they're like alpha predators. they are very few land mammals that they can't kill. However, they're exceedingly gentle, Mm -hmm. exceedingly gentle in general, even down to Harambe, who I think they misinterpreted what Harambe was doing and Harambe was killed. But there are other gorillas where a child falls in the enclosure and the gorilla just watches over the child and pets it and makes sure none of the other gorillas touch it. And then when the humans come over. The gorilla moves away and the humans are able to rescue the child. So they're just extraordinary creatures and they, they are, it's very interesting how they're portrayed. (laughs) Like some of the most famous pop culture characters are gorillas or apes or orangutans. Well, I think it's, they're the easiest to anthropomorphize because they Mm -hmm.
0: share 97 to 99, depending on who you're asking, percent of human DNA. So it, we see a lot of ourselves in them.
1: Yes. I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. So this is a, this is a delightful topic that I am very excited to dive into. And this is a topic that takes us from two different Hanna-Barbera cartoons up through actual gorillas, through video games, through movies, through all kinds of different bits of pop culture. So we're going to talk about many of the famous gorillas that are out there, some real and some fictional. When you say some, there's one
1: that's real. I would say gorillas, uh, gorilla talk. Is it gorilla TikTok or is it gorilla talk? It's gorilla ticks is the account. Oh, Oh, gorilla ticks. Yes, and then they're like gorilla IG, gorilla tube on YouTube. Yeah, and it is. I can't figure out what the deal is. It's some Mm -hmm. sort of preserve for gorillas. Yeah. So they, they have their own sort of like cage areas indoors and then they have a huge outdoor area where they can go and explore. But the majority of these, of these videos are ASMR mm-hmm. and it's gorillas eating. And when gorillas eat, it's fascinating because they eat similar to humans. Like th- there's mm-hmm. something very similar, especially in their eyes because they have very intelligent, soulful eyes. The eyes. Yeah. We would say that they're human, but there is a, there's obviously something to them that makes them special and amazing to watch. And they eat like monsters also. Cause they don't close their mouths and they yeah. smack. They eat. Whole <laughs> By the way, I like do you I call it smacking. Yeah. Cause they go, it's like a, they go like,
0: eh. like I look at these videos and I'm like, Oh, I'm just like this gorilla. Nope. never mind. That gorilla just shoved a whole head of lettuce in her mouth and is just going to eat the whole thing. <laughs> Because that's another thing that gorillas have is this ability to digest lots and lots of fiber. And because they can digest so much fiber, two different things happen. One is they can eat massive amounts of vegetation in its entirety. You know, they can eat the stems and the all the different parts of a vegetable that normally we would throw away. But also because they have so much fiber, this whole – the best versions of Gorilla Talk are when they just – loudly and sometimes hilariously
1: self-consciously pass gas. Yes, because of the amount of roughage they're eating. Yeah. And that's how they get their water. They don't drink water out of out of rivers. They actually don't like water. So you'll see Mm -hmm. them in rain try to seek cover and sort of run away for it. Or or orangutans in particular will hold like a big leaf over their head. Mm -hmm. But they get water from their food and they're constantly farting. So you see it in nature films, but in, in these in particular, there's a thing that every gorilla does when there's a fart. And I'm going to do an impression of it right now. (laughs) I wish that everybody could see this. I'm just going to do the whole thing, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to vocalize it. You'll know immediately what's
0: happening. Vocalize the audio version of a gorilla farting. So here's all of it. So here's the, uh, like, it's a big head of lettuce. like, gorilla.
2: (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Who did that?
1: And they go back to it. I, I, that's great. Even better than that is when there's a famous video of Coco the gorilla, who obviously mm, is major probably contender. a finalist by dint of being the only gorilla whose name you know from yeah. all these. Although uh, almost every local zoo has a gorilla where you know the name. like Then you know that your local gorilla, but Coco is the most famous of all. She had a really deep, uh, sign language vocabulary, but she loved Mr. Rogers, loved, loved, loved him. He came Mm -hmm. and visited her and he sat essentially in her lap and she started, you would think she was growling because of this like guttural noise that comes up from her. And you see Mr. Rod, I don't think I've ever seen Mr. Rogers frightened and he doesn't like really get scared, but there's definitely, you can tell he's, that he's like, if he, If he cursed, he'd say, what the F is going on right now? What is the thing doing? (laughs) But he asked, he's like, what, what's that? Is, is she mad? And then she goes, no, it's a purr. It's a purr. When gorillas are happy, they make this like noise. So there are videos where a gorilla is eating and you hear like, they each eat separately. So they get their own food. You hear somebody like the next door neighbor do it. And then the gorilla that's in there start, he starts doing it too. So it's this happy, like happy gorillas just, it uh, makes me, it makes me smile to hear it. Yeah, I love it. Gorillas are wonderful.
0: Every time that, and I don't know, I hope that most of the zoos where I am seeing gorillas these days are humane and kind and treat them well and have large enclosures. I know the Los Angeles Zoo has an amazing gorilla enclosure. I'm frequently, obviously, at Disney World in Florida and Animal Kingdom has a Mm -hmm. wonderful gorilla enclosure there. Um and yeah it's just there's something very kind and gentle you mentioned it before they are an apex predator mm-hmm. who has no who is they're like herbivore apex predators like oh mm-hmm. don't don't make me come over there i'm really enjoying this butternut squash that i'm just eating whole and raw please don't make me go over there mm-hmm. and mess with you because look we both know how this is going to end you're a human or whatever you are. I am a silverback gorilla.
1: <laughs> I am in charge. <laughs> Two things and then we can start getting it. Cause you put together yeah. a nice list. I added a few things to it. Yeah. And your favorite may not even be mentioned. We're going to mention a few. They might not be finalists. Uh, but you know, it's always the journey, never the destination. Exactly. Have you ever seen a gorilla yawn? I don't know if I've ever seen a gorilla yawn. Would I know if I've seen a gorilla yawn? Yes, because when they eat, you see like a little bit of their teeth. And I love that they each eat bananas different. Like some will – bite off the peel and eat the banana and then eat the peel some will just eat the whole thing with the stem some refuse mm-hmm. to eat the stem and daintily throw it away sure
0: pull the peel out like a uh, Heathcliff pulling the bones out of a fish a
1: hundred percent yeah <laughs> so gorillas generally you look look at them they're like oh they're, they look so cute you almost imagine they would have almost like human teeth and mm-hmm. then they yawn and you see like the biggest fangs you've ever seen oh yeah and that like So to say nothing of the fact that they all look like they came out of Muscle Beach, like fresh off of a set. Oh yeah, dude is
0: jacked.
1: Yeah, they've got these gigantic sharp teeth. I mean, I guess you see it in King Kong. He shows his teeth all the time. Yeah, Donkey Kong has human teeth. Sure, Donkey Kong. Donkey
0: Kong looks like he has dentures. Like (laughs) Donkey Kong has my grandmother's teeth late in her life. Except Donkey Kongs don't fall out every once in a while.
1: Is it Grampy Kong? There is an old Kong. there's like a whole Kong. there's like Diddy Kong, there's, uh, yeah. uh, the, the Funky Kong, there's like a whole bunch of Kongs. Funky Kong whatever. sounds like a dance. It does. I, I, well, uh, of course it's Donkey Kong. That's what he does yeah. at the beginning to make the girders <laughs> bend of the, the original Donkey Kong. <laughs> That's called the Funky Kong. But yeah, that is fascinating to me. Did I say the other thing? Was that the, was that it?
0: I don't. Know. I interrupted you, and I apologize.
1: Oh no, it's you fine. said that they open their mouths, and you see these giant teeth. Yes, Cranky Kong is the grandpa. Thank you, Ken. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, have you ever seen where they spin themselves in a circle? No. You can find like gorillas spinning. There's some of them like standing in a kiddie pool and doing it. They basically go on one foot and and just spin as fast as they can. And the reason they do that is basically to get themselves high. It makes them dizzy. And like that feels good for a second. So that is why they spin like that.
0: You mentioned something earlier that I kind of love is that everybody has their favorite gorilla and we may or may not talk about them. And for a lot of people, I think their favorite gorilla is the gorilla at their local zoo because you go and you watch and you get – you. it almost feels like you – I mean, obviously not to them. They're like just another human. But you, you can sort of see a bit of yourself in them. And one of my favorite moments I ever had was at the L.A. Zoo. In the gorilla enclosure, this big silverback is looking at all of the little kids playing around and at one point just throws a hand up on his hip and the way it like back to the crowd throws his hand up on his hip. I took a photo of it and this photo, if you could caption it, I've never seen a character look more like, I'm not going to tell you again. You know what I mean? (laughs) This gorilla had this, just this like Full on back sass. I was I like, oh, that. this mo-, like you recognize identifiable moments in behavior. Mm-hmm. And some of the gorillas that we're going to talk about, really, probably only one outside of the gorillas of talk uh, or gorilla talk. Gorilla TK is an gorilla actual tics. gorilla. Yeah. Gorilla ticks. Mm-hmm. And that's Coco. And we can go into Coco. But should we talk about some of the fictional gorillas first? Because this really does run the gamut. We've got, a, sure. again, a couple of cartoon gorillas, video games, movies,
1: all kinds of stuff. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with maybe the most famous pop culture gorilla, which is King Kong. Yeah. And what's fascinating about King Kong, obviously, whispered in the same breath as Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong finally put them together. And mm-hmm. King Kong is one of those characters that's interesting because he is a villain He's a, he's a, well, not a villain. He's a monster. He's scary. Yeah. He destroys things, but ultimately he's a gentle, he is gentle. He fa- It's love that kills him. It was beauty to the killed military. the beast. Exactly. Yeah. He's his love of Faye Ray's character is what does him in. And of course he comes back over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And even to now the modern version, he's way more of a hero. You know, I, I yeah. thought he was the good guy in that movie. I I did too. I enjoyed it. I think it's because they added
0: the on Kong Island. They were like, how are we going to make King Kong the good guy in this? I know we'll have all these other giant monsters that really are villains. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, King Kong versus the dinosaurs and those huge battles of in this case, it was Naomi Watts's character that is in danger and King Kong is saving her. Mm -hmm. From assorted other monsters on this island and also being a person who works at Universal Studios the number of times I have ridden a the original King Kong ride which burned down which was a giant animatronic King Kong and now is the Peter Jackson version of King Kong in a 3D experience there. Yeah, my life – there's so much King Kong in my life, just in my everyday going to work. I mean, there's a giant blue neon King Kong hanging off the side of City Walk as I walk from my car into my show. Yeah, so he's
1: he's been iconic
0: for 90 years. And it makes sense because the notion of – yeah, 1933, that makes sense. Literally, it's been almost a century – Mm -hmm. we kind of love that notion of the misunderstood monster ever since
1: mary shelley you know yeah yeah and i think the oddly enough to say this evolution of that character Mm -hmm. to now in the last movie he was in he knew sign language and he had a relationship with a little girl that he like took care of her so you see that you know you can't just do he's a monster he's a monster he's a monster but he also likes this woman like there's a little bit of gentle they actually found a way to take the character and use that pathos to give him more character and that made him a lot more compelling i thought skull island was great not just because of of mark evan jackson in it but it was just a Mm. well-done movie and i loved it he's just a fun creature and i think digital effects uh, there are a lot of times where like not having the practical stuff you kind of lose something i think it made him better as a character, because absolutely. You get all of the human elements of him. You get those little bits of what we share with gorillas in that character. It's very clear as as opposed to the stop motion in 1933, where he sees the woman and his eyes get big and they yeah. almost go like "boy, yo, Yeah,
0: that's that sort of that Ray Harryhausen style mm-hmm. of I, I'm, I can have five different facial expressions. And most of them make me look like the Bumble from
1: (laughs) Rudolph Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Reindeer. Thank
0: you. And I think a lot of that can be attributed to, A, the technology that Peter Jackson was working with in that movie, and B, the absolute brilliance of Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis as a stop-motion actor is so, so wonderful. I will always have a special place in my heart for that movie because when it first came out, I went to see that movie on a date at the drive-in theater in Los Angeles and it was Mm. pouring down rain. So I watched the first King Kong or the big, you know, the big first of the Peter Jackson King Kong series of movies through windshield wipers for two hours. And it was just a cool, weird, fun, amazing experience and a great way. I just loved that movie anyway. I thought the art design was amazing. The art deco of that version of New York is beautiful. And the idea that King Kong is going to bust out of a movie theater and, you know, then slide around and laugh in Central Park on the ice. It's just Mm -hmm. a really, it's a beautiful character. And I think of all of these different versions of a gorilla of the fictional versions of a gorilla that we see. I think this is the most human or we see the most humanity in this version.
1: Would you agree? I would agree. That's again, what makes him compelling and something Peter Jackson did that was then continued uh, by the other filmmakers to whom he's been handed off. Yeah. But I think there are a few more that are also kind of human. We're going to get to them after this break. So you listen to this and we come back. We're going to talk about more gorillas. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can. Were you talking to me? Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm Yucky Jessica. I'm Chuck Crudsworth. And this is Terrible. A podcast where we talk about things we hate that are awful. Today we're discussing Wonderful. A podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. hosts Rachel and Griffin McElroy, a real-life married couple. Yuck. Discuss
1: a wide range of topics.
0: Music, video games, poetry,
1: snacks. But I hate all that stuff. I know you do, Yucky Jessica. It comes out every Wednesday, the worst day of the week, wherever you download your podcasts.
0: For our next topic, we're talking Fiona, the baby hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. I hate
2: this little hippo. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile.
1: I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I discovered it sooner.
2: You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org.
0: And we're back. Before we jump back in, I apologize. Our producer, Ken, pointed out, I called Andy Serkis a stop-motion actor. He is a motion capture artist for those movies. Stop-motion was the 33 version. Motion capture, the much more advanced version. And why we saw such a more advanced version of what King Kong's expressiveness was capable of. So, apologies for that. You knew what I meant. <laughs>
1: I, I Not only did I know what you meant. I didn't yeah. even notice. That's how, that's how much, like when there's like one letter missing, you yeah. didn't mind just sort of fills it in. All right. You want a couple more? Uh, we talked about like the humanity, I guess, of mm-hmm. King Kong. Does it get more human than a gorilla that wears a bowler, suspenders and shorts <laughs> and lives in a pet store at a giant, oh. a giant birdcage, basically? Sure. Oh, Magilla gorilla. That shopkeeper cannot sell you. Yeah.
0: You know, nobody, nobody wants, wants to, buy, to buy
1: you. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy a cloth gorilla, especially one that's always, that's a constant flight risk. Yeah. Constant flight risk.
0: There. And the people that come in to buy Magilla Gorilla, I think they have nefarious intent. They're going to use him to break into a bank. They're going to yeah. use Magilla Gorilla yeah. for, they, they really just want muscle. What they want is the version of a gorilla that they want is muscle that's not going to talk back.
1: Yeah, they want McGilla Gorilla to break into the Watergate to the Democratic <laughs> National the DNC headquarters. Hal, if you could buy McGilla Gorilla to yeah. uh commit
0: a crime, what would that crime be?
1: Card counting? <laughs> Cuz I know he'd do it out loud. But but at the same time, <laughs> it's such a distraction. Yeah, that you could commit another crime because everybody like Ocean's sure. Eleven would have been that would have been like a five minute heist. If yeah, everybody,
0: everybody in the security room of that casino would be like, guys, come look at this. There's a gorilla card counting at table 42. Aim every camera at that. <laughs> Hurry. Are we recording? Hit record. We're sending this to TMZ. <laughs> Don't mind that Scott Con's over there dressed like a waiter. Aim the camera at the gorilla.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's fun. I, there's yeah. no way he's gonna win. But no, I, but mcgillic so Gorilla
0: is—it's such a dumb, fun premise that you go. What was happening in the Hanna-Barbera offices in the mid-1960s when you're just sitting around going, "Okay, we need cartoon ideas. I got it—a pet store that cannot unload this gorilla."
1: I mean it's a good it's a good premise, yeah, what could have been happening in the sixties to create weird ideas? I wonder, I wonder, yeah, who it knows could possibly a been here, put this stamp on your tongue <laughs> uh, Time for our lunch break uh, now, I think it was the seventies that the maybe the early seventies that we got yeah. grape ape. Yeah, Uh, about half
0: a decade later. Yeah. yeah,
1: Like on the heels of Scooby-Doo and now every single – like there's an animal and a group of teenagers and they solve mysteries. Grape Ape, who also wears like a college sweater and a little college hat. Mm -hmm. Sure. You were like, what is the idea of Grape Ape? Yeah. Right? Like what – and I'll give you basically every Grape Ape. Like, that I remember. Like, here's what his deal is. It's like, great, babe, you can't fit in that chair. Great, babe, great, babe. Great, babe, broke the chair. Yeah. yeah. Great, babe, you can't put on that baby's onesie.
0: Great, 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 babe, great, babe. great, babe, great, babe.
1: Oh, he tore the onesie. If I was a group of teenagers who was
0: going into a town to solve a mystery or do anything, yeah. I think that having a Great Dane with me might make me a little less conspicuous than if I was traveling into a town with a 40-foot... Because Grape Ape was not small. No. Grape Ape was humongous. Huge. Yeah. Of course, there was also the one with the shark, so who knows? Jabberjaw. The the shark? Just Jabberjaw. The shark. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll save that for our shark week.
1: <laughs> when
0: we do Best yeah. Shark. It's when we the do best Meg shark versus
1: Jaws versus Jabberjaw. <laughs> you Only know what i would take work. Jabberjaw any day yeah yeah of course you can talk Or oh, and bruce the shark from wait we're not talking about sharks
0: no we're not talking about <laughs> sharks we're talking about animals that can talk which leads me to ape the gorilla in the movie george of the jungle mm-hmm. starring uh brendan fraser ape the gorilla a gorilla who speaks perfect english John wears Cleese. glasses and is played by John Cleese. Well, yeah. not played by, voiced by John Cleese.
1: Yeah, John Cleese isn't doing motion capture, nor is he no. getting into an outfit. No. He recorded
0: that all from his house in Santa Barbara, I guarantee. Listen, if we're going to talk about gorilla characters whose voiceover was recorded from their home, we'll get to another one of those later. <laughs> oh, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't love that movie. I love the Jay Ward cartoon. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like he doesn't, I wouldn't think of Ape the Gorilla. Like I wouldn't, I, no. I wouldn't put him on a tier. I'd say he's like B tier. There, I feel like there's, I feel like A tier is really
0: only three gorillas that we're going to be talking about in the A tier. B tier has a lot of really fun, silly gorillas. They're sidekicks like Ape the Gorilla's sidekick to George of the Jungle. Turk played by Rosie O'Donnell in the movie Tarzan, a sidekick to Tarzan. Though I would argue, if we're going to jump over to that movie now, I would argue that Kala is the more compelling of the gorilla characters in that movie, voiced by the brilliant Glenn Close. She has that song, You'll Be In My Heart, which I love the way that that movie did the songs, by the way. Even when the characters in the movie start the song like a regular movie musical, Phil Collins takes over like one verse in like, no, 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 I got this. And then you get Phil singing the rest of the song.
1: The dude couldn't play just one stage at Live Aid. He was like, put me on a Concord to go to Philly. Yeah. I need to play both. I'm going to be the only one who does it. It's like he found out somebody was going to start a song that he'd written. He's like, no, I'm heading over now. Whoa, I just thought of another amazing gorilla.
0: Who? Thanks to Phil Collins. Do you remember the Cadbury commercial from a few years ago? Remind me. There was a Cadbury commercial where Phil Collins's In the Air Tonight is the song of the ad and the whole first half of the ad is just a close up of a gorilla's face just deep no. soulful eyes gentle flaring nostrils nodding along while Phil Collins's In the Air Tonight plays and as the camera zooms out you realize the gorilla is sitting behind a drum set and as the Kicks in that gorilla throws down with an incredible drum solo. I encourage everyone to go watch this beautiful, beautiful bit of uh, gorilla content. It's a Cadbury commercial. Anyway, I digress from Cadbury, the gorilla that we were talking also about. Also not a winner. Yeah, also you want not to a talk winner. about a
1: couple of other like B tier gorillas before? Sure. We Mighty Joe Young feels like Joe Young. Eh, Mighty Joe Young's fine. King yeah. Kong did it better. Yeah, I would put Gorilla Grodd and the other gorillas of Gorilla City who are... Uh, this is DC or escape Marvel? me. This is DC. Gorilla Grodd is a Flash villain. That's right. Compelling. I've auditioned to play him. I would love to play Gorilla really? Grodd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, would have loved to play Gorilla Grodd, but I think he's a B tier. I think even now the Flash, it's more like people think of like reverse Flash or even like Captain Cold. Like there are other guys mm-hmm. that are in the... That are, uh, in that rogues gallery along with him. He's not like the Lex Luthor to right. the flash, but he's a major villain.
0: I honestly, I didn't know who Gorilla Grodd was until we started mm. looking into this episode.
1: Okay. Uh, but uh, he's cool. Like all
0: the, all the visuals of Gorilla Grodd that I've seen are cool. And I like the idea that it felt almost like a reverse to me where in so many different comic characters, it's a human who gets Radiation, and then they get the powers of some animal. In yeah. this case, it's an animal who gets radiation, and then gets the powers of a human, namely yeah. the brain and the vocabulary.
1: Yes, and there's a whole gorilla city. Like there's a whole, and then some of them, when Central City was destroyed, helped help the Flash rebuild it. Like yeah. there's a whole, there's a whole gorilla ecosystem there. That is worth noting, and is beautiful. But uh here's another you want like a C tier gorilla? Oh, I didn't even know we had C tier gorillas on the list. Have you ever seen the film adaptation, I believe it's from nineteen ninety-five, of the Michael Crichton novel Congo? I have
0: not seen that. I'm
1: familiar they're, with it. Or were they like named characters or were they
0: I thought they were just like
1: actual well, gorillas? They're they're evil girls, but there is also a good gorilla. Oh, who knows sign language who's a good gorilla and who wears gloves where when she does sign language it turns it into words and her name is amy so she goes amy good gorilla good gorilla and so later on that amy has to help out but amy the gorilla is one that came to mind i was thinking oh best gorilla another one who is not a gorilla i feel like people will go what about optimus primal that's a robot that looks like a gorilla yeah doesn't count no there are no gorillas on
0: cybertron. listen, don't try to tell us that an a i is an actual brain. We're in the middle of a fight about that right now,
1: yeah, please. we will not accept it yeah here's another we we've got there are a number of gorillas from Planet of the Ace, but you called out one in particular
0: yes, uh atar played by Michael Clark Duncan, who is the uh second in command i mm. think uh behind Tim roth's character who's a a humanoid chimp, right? That's his uh he was chimpanzee yeah. or a bonobo. I'm not sure. But uh Atar is a just giant jacked badass. Like that's Atar's job is hey, do you want to see a gorilla in armor whoop ass? That's who Atar is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've got King Gorilla from Venture Brothers uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. to a real one. Please <laughs> donate money to the American Cancer Society in his name. Um, Uh, here's here's one that is from video. I have two from video games. Well, one huge one from
0: video games,
1: and one B tier. Well, no, no, two. They're both the I have two B tiers, and then we'll get to the then we'll get to the A tier. Yeah, the newer one is Winston from Overwatch and Overwatch Two, who Mm -hmm. is another intelligent. I I think he was like a lab subject, but he's an intelligent gorilla. uh, Gorilla. 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 Hey, yeah, one of them gorillas. This gorilla, look right i turn into christian bale do you think disco go- oh no do die, you die, think die. this gorilla is go- this gorilla walking in my light yeah he's an intelligent gorilla i've built an entire canon around him within the game that nobody will recognize but me which is mm. that he has a human son that he's looking for but who he accidentally like sat on so that kid oh. is like 86 but he's like
0: i like the idea that he's like have you seen my son? And then when he yeah. turns around, you just see two feet. You're like, like, Oh,
1: you see, uh, uh, yeah, like, see, see the whole kid like. Yeah, painted, just smushed smushed on his, his butt. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're close to what he sounds like. He's like, <laughs> where's Corey? Have you seen yeah. my son? Corey. I love Corey. <laughs> I have a picture of him right here. Hold on. But that's the newer one. Fun character. The other started in a video game and then became the star of a major motion picture alongside. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that is George the Gorilla from Rampage. Now, what's different about the this is – The white gorilla. Yes. In the movie, he is a gorilla who gets exposed to the gas that turns mm-hmm. him into a giant gorilla. But in the video game, aren't they all people who got, like, mutated into animals? Honestly, I did not know any of the
0: backstory of Rampage until yeah. I saw the movie, which I actually really liked. I liked that movie a lot. I thought The Rock that was, was great in it. It's super yeah. fun. The Rock did it. The Rock's done a ton of movies where you're like, this is middling and awesome. Like San Andreas. The video game version is just like, that's the ultimate. Yeah. The the classic pizza parlor mid eighties climbing up the sides of the buildings. I didn't care honestly what the mythology of it was. I just was excited to
1: see all these big creatures climbing up buildings. Yeah. You want to make buildings fall down and eat people on dynamite and then spit out fire. Yeah. But he looks like. He's a mix between King Kong and our other finalist, Mm -hmm. the apex predator of video games, Donkey Kong. Now remember the famous quote, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. In this case, you either die a villain or you live long enough to see yourself become a hero, which is what Donkey Kong has become, thanks to Donkey Kong Country and all the games. Sure. You know, initially it was just We know Junior, like Junior helped donkey kong jr then there's diddy kong which is i think is like his nephew sometimes it's just a little gorilla sometimes it's his nephew it's a little shady you have Cranky is he a kong, hero donkey kong is he actually a hero or is he a hero by
0: comparison because i feel like in his own games he's the hero but if you look at a game like mario kart he's kind of up there with bowser as like a heel isn't he No, I think he's just, or am I just, am I just projecting my
1: old thoughts about who Donkey Kong was? I think he's just big. Yeah. I think you put that on. I mean, social in Super Smash Brothers too. Anytime you see him somewhere where he's like being violent with other characters and Mario is there, then you're going to assume, oh, there's Donkey Kong. He's still mad about it. And here here he comes. I assume they're
0: permanently nemeses.
1: Yeah. But he's adorable.
0: He is adorable. Well, he has those. He has my grandmother's dentures. He has your grandma's dentures. Yeah. He has the little poof of hair up top. He does. He's very cute. He wears cute. a tie. Yeah. And I mean, look, you mentioned the- earlier about the gorilla talk and how they each eat bananas differently. I would say of all of these characters, Donkey Kong has the coolest relationship with bananas. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's weapons. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot going on. Yes. Oh, and he's, uh, sure Ken says he is prominent in the new Mario yeah. film, which I've not Seth seen Rogan. yet. Seth Rogen plays Donkey
1: but Kong. But we're not promoting that because we're on strike. That's true. But what's fascinating to me about him mm-hmm. is the breakout star of Donkey Kong is Mario. Mm-hmm. It's really like a Mario game. Then that leads yeah. to Mario Brothers. Well, that's who you're playing
0: as. He, so that defaults yeah. to protagonist.
1: Right. So the fact that, you know, they made sequels to the games because all popular games got sequels. Yeah. And the fact that that character has grown and gotten its own platform, it's very easy to, you know, it's been very easy for Donkey Kong to kind of disappear or be like a background character, but he is pushed more to the front. I'd say in like the, like if you were to put together the four biggest Nintendo characters, mm-hmm. it would probably be, for me, it would be Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, and maybe Samus. Is Donkey Kong's legacy though based on, or
0: is Donkey Kong's prominence and what we know about him based on that legacy? You know what no, I mean? Because I look at Donkey games. Kong and he does, but I, I, I guess I haven't, I haven't played as many of his games as I would like to have. Of all of the game systems, the only ones I've ever owned have always been Nintendo systems. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm now once again, why there's, I work at a place that now has two of our finalist gorillas donkey kong and king kong but i don't know as much about donkey kong as i do about king kong i think you know what i mean yeah i mean he i don't know what his hopes and his dreams are i don't know what he loves i don't know what he what he dislikes he's into i don't know where he vacations he
1: protects his jungle home yeah okay so protect i mean look that's a huge thing yeah sure you know for you and me because of our age Mm -hmm. we're most familiar with the original donkey kong because right. a lot of those, th- those more platforming side scroller games mm-hmm. came out when we were either later in high school or going into college. Yeah. So we might not have been playing them that much. And I haven't gone back to play them. Uh, although I'd love to play the Donkey Kong country game that, that released with the Switch. I just never bought it because it was so expensive. Maybe it went on sale. Yeah. Um, so you know him as like a major bad guy. And I think he'd been in cartoons on TV yeah. at different points too. So the fact that he would live on, even, even if he hadn't had those other games is impressive. We, we're speaking in conjecture here, but sure. even without those, he's instantly recognizable and is yes. as important as, like, you don't think of Inky, Binky, Pinky, and Clyde as being as important as Pac-Man. Like, right. you may not, outside of Pinky and Inky, you may mix up Clyde and blinky and not well the game wasn't called inky
0: Inky. the game was called pac-man the original game was called donkey Kong. yes exactly so he's he's a he's a tier even if he doesn't win he's on the a tier I don't think along right now with I don't I don't think he's the winner either he's great I think this now it's a two-way race yeah so we're down between one brilliant fictional gorilla and one brilliant actual gorilla so let's talk about her let's talk about coco
1: yeah i think coco i don't know if you get the modern version of king kong without coco yeah because she was big in the 70s i don't think you get some of the modern very modern interpretations of king kong without coco i think coco You know, Diane Fossey changed a lot of our understanding of what gorillas were and how they related to each other in their environment because she was really the first person to go in and be able to study them and gain their trust and be uh, inobtrusive and bond with them. And then so, you know, you learn uh, all these things that you may have thought about them because maybe all you know is King Kong. Then Coco comes along and I think takes it another step forward. Because she's so intelligent. Because, oh, she has favorite TV shows. Oh, she has this expansive vocabulary and can communicate with the scientists. I'll give you just a little parenthetical by the numbers. Coco
0: has been deemed to have between a 70 and a 90 IQ by human standards and knows 3,000 words, which is the equivalent of a three-year-old child.
1: Yeah. I mean, she, like what she represented for our understanding of what gorillas were capable of intelligence wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can overstate how important that was. No. And she, she named team. her pet kitten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah, she named her pet kitten. She had a few pet kids. It was kind of, there's like a sort of a snowball situation there. Oh. <laughs> were they all all ball? Which people also
0: conjectured whether or not she would knew how to rhyme and thought it was fun to rhyme by naming her pet kitten all ball. Were there a bunch know. of, was there
1: all ball two, all ball three? I don't know if that, I think they may have had different names, but yeah. just the idea that she had a series of kittens, you know, for various reasons, I, she wasn't like, she wasn't doing it of, of mice and men and then they brought her a new one, but, Yeah. you know, she had to process grief and deal with caring for a pet and yeah. expressing her needs. And that's a very, very big deal.
0: Lived to 46, died in, only died in 2018.
1: Yeah, lived to be 46 years old, which is, a, which is a decent age. I think gorillas can live to like 50. Yeah. Maybe 50s top end or in the low 50s. So she lived a good life. I
0: wonder if it's the same – if she was at the same sanctuary where uh the TikTok gorillas are. Because there is that – it's a sanctuary in the Santa Cruz Mountains up near San Francisco that's a big gorilla
1: sanctuary. I thought she was in more of like a lab setting.
0: Well, she was at the San Francisco Zoo originally and then moved to a gorilla sanctuary in – the Santa Cruz Mountains, still in Northern California. I'm sure there was a lab involved. If your if your job is to study science, then you're gonna have a lab not far. I is assume. Thing though. Yeah.
1: It's not a popularity contest. Yeah. But do you think that Coco's impact on just people in general? Mm-hmm. Where I think if you know her, you know her. I think she is a well, probably the best known real life gorilla worldwide. But everybody knows King Kong. And I think King Kong has maybe made more of an impression. It's not like who is the most gorilla. King Kong doesn't right. really help us understand more about gorillas. If at its best it maybe helps us understand a little bit more about ourselves. Yeah. As a story and as the character and how King Kong is treated and how King Kong interacts with its own world and and what we do to King Kong to bring him into this world that he didn't ask to be brought to. And, you know, he's just sort of living his best life on Skull Island and keeps getting disturbed and keeps getting disturbed and keeps getting disturbed. But there's something he's such an important part of culture. yeah, Especially the original film, which is a masterpiece and a seminal film and was revived by Peter Jackson. That's after the 76 version with Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close again. So that character is like King Kong doesn't go away. King Kong is continues to be popular. Well, King Kong is King Kong continues to be popular because King
0: Kong is fictional. And I wonder if what we are looking at is seeing, I mean, I even pointed out the numbers based on human metrics, right? With Coco. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if, and I don't know what the answer is with this. I wonder if we are looking at when we see a gorilla and we see We see our, like you said, we see ourselves, we see our humanity in it. We we recognize something universal and I don't want to say human because it's not a human, but primal, I guess, if it's a primate, we recognize something primal in a gorilla. I wonder if it's a quantity versus quality thing or a fiction versus reality thing because we have a lot of King Kong and we have less of Coco, but... Is it more meaningful that that Coco was a real gorilla that we saw this in? You know what I mean? King Kong was created by humans, so we can't help but lay our humanity onto King Kong. Coco is a real gorilla, and, you know, we see an IQ between 70 and 90 and 3,000 words in the intelligence of a three-year-old human child in another species of animal that can communicate with us. I don't know. This is a tough one. Because you know what? it really boils down to, I think, I think we've got one ubiquitous fictional character that shows us ourselves. And we have one less ubiquitous, more, less well-known, but real gorilla that also, I would argue, shows us ourselves. And it's a question of quantity versus quality. It's a question of fiction versus reality. I don't know.
1: What do you think? I think as, as I was listening to you say what you just said, which is really well put, I had this epiphany of like, King Kong's not really a gorilla. And I'll explain what I mean. Mm-hmm. He was a stop motion figure manipulated by people. Then he was played by a person who was trying to recreate, you know, how a gorilla moves. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, a, I guess it's, I, I mean, he is a gorilla. He's a gorilla in culture. I, yeah. I just, I feel like it's Coco. I feel like Coco, as much as I enjoy watching King Kong and his various versions, I'm infinitely more invested and interested in watching actual gorillas and how they interact with each other.
0: Yeah. And I think Coco is the best example of that, that as a culture we have to aim toward. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it.
1: Wow. People of the world. I can't believe a gorilla with an IQ higher than me is the answer to best gorilla. But here we are. 3,000 word vocabulary. That's twice as many words as I know. You've heard every word I know on this podcast, Multiple by the times. way. I just use the same ones yeah. over and over again. Some of them are in Huttese. Yeah. Half of them. <laughs> 750. See? I could do that even with my 45 IQ. <sighs> yeah. Coco was an incredible creature. And that allowed us to communicate with an animal that we might not otherwise be able to communicate in that depth, who taught us about how that animal can relate to our culture, like even more about how their personality develops and how that's expressed and how gentle they are. You know, Coco caring for kittens. That's probably the, the iconic image of Coco is her holding one of her kittens and petting it yeah. that she knew to be gentle, that she loved animals. It's just, it's just fascinating. It's like everything that I love about gorillas, except for the farting. I feel like we didn't get enough of Coco farting. We didn't get to see her eat and fart a lot. We didn't get to see a lot of Coco fart. That footage is somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Release the Snyder cut. <laughs> the best gorilla is the real gorilla, Coco the gorilla. That's right. Asked and answered. Oh,
0: man, I loved this conversation. Now I just Me want too. to go watch nothing but gorilla coverage all night. I say coverage like they're in the news right now.
1: Footage. Breaking news, Videos, gorillas.
0: Yeah. yeah. Eating mangoes. Story oh, the best. Learn. I encourage everyone to go online and watch as much gorilla footage as you can. I encourage you to go to your local humane zoo and really see and enjoy and see the world through the eyes of a gorilla in the way that we saw the world through the eyes of Coco.
1: There are organizations and charities that are dedicated to preserving gorillas and putting them in wildlife habitats and helping Mm -hmm. these species to continue and grow. So I urge you to find one that speaks to you. And if you're able, get involved and help because, you know, outside of what these animals can teach us about ourselves and themselves, they're animals that deserve to live on this planet. Yeah. It's not just about us. Yes. They have as much right to be here as we do. Amen. Anything we can do to help them is a good thing. And sometimes just watching the content and getting it eyeballs, that's helped too, because it sort of spreads it around and, and helps work the algorithm to their advantage. Yeah. I want to thank Clifton Donahue for suggesting this one. Yes. Thank you, Clifton. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. Email us we got this podcast at wegotthispodcast.com. The place to go is facebook.com slash group slash wegotthispodcast. That's where it's all happening. That's where this suggestion came from and many more that we use because we see them there all the time. And I appreciate everybody who takes the time to interact there and make it a wonderful place to be on the Internet. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who you can support at Patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Be sure to check out Open Chat, his fun new series where he opens Star Wars toys, much to my dismay, and has guests join him, including me. And I did. I made it through. My blood pressure is fine. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba.
0: And thank you, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world for letting us talk about gorillas for an hour. And we would love to just gather the people of the world and sit and hold you in our laps and pet you like all ball Coco's kitten while we fart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For
1: Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a
2: worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly By you.